So sometimes the Nazma accounts are actually telling the truth. Something so fun turned into the class of 2019 turning against each other. I don't think I'll ever say that what people say on the internet isn't real. The things that happen there leak into real life all the time. Today, we'll see happenings on the internet escaping the screen and affecting us in our daily lives. Welcome back to Social Media and Ourselves. The realm of the internet can seem like a faraway place. If you're reading an article about a concept foreign to you, all the contained information might seem hard to believe. Tragedies can seem like fiction, like they could never occur in your immediate environment. With the bounty of absurd sources and misinformation floating around, we sometimes write off anything we read on the internet as bogus. We lose all faith in internet strangers. But there can be no certainty that every new source is without consequence. Sometimes, the words of strangers on the internet are very affecting. Our first story shows us how communication with an anonymous account can prove shockingly informative. In today's day and age, making an anonymous account on social media is pretty easy. It was my senior year of high school, and I was sitting in class with my best friend, and she gets a DM on Instagram from an anonymous account. And we both kind of look at each other, and we're like, what? And the DM was saying that her boyfriend was in fact cheating on her and had a separate Snapchat account that he used to talk to other girls. Normally, you don't really believe something that you just receive from an anonymous account because it's someone that's just be hiding behind a screen. So you're like, why should I believe this? They responded back saying, I can't say who I am, but I'm friends with the girl who he cheated on you with and I wouldn't be messaging you if this wasn't true. Fast forward to a whole year later, her and her boyfriend had just ended their three-year relationship. The person who had made the anonymous account had came forward and was like, hey, do you remember that DM that you got from that anonymous account about your ex cheating on you? She's like, um, yeah, like why? And he goes, yeah, I was the one who sent that. I just didn't want you to know it was me. My best friend was in complete shock by who it was was like no way this is actually true so she texts her ex and was like is this true like you need to be honest with me and once she said the name of who told her he knew he was caught so he admitted to it he's like yeah i did have another snapchat that like i snap girls on and unfortunately he did cheat on her so sometimes the anonymous accounts are actually telling the truth so it's something to look into when you get a message like that Next, another tale from high school proves a senior class of close friends can turn against one another once the comments on a single post cause filters to come off and harsh words to start flying. I remember a post on Instagram that completely blew up around my high school with a bunch of angry teenagers filling the comments, shaming people, causing relationships to become very awkward and just full of embarrassment. So a little backstory, during my senior year of high school, my class and I got to participate a senior prank, which is a tradition the seniors get to do every year. As a class, I felt that we became so close with each other in the last couple of months that we had together. Everyone was supposed to come together and come up with appropriate and safe ideas 
student government took into their own hands and created an Instagram just for the senior class so we could discuss in the comments what pranks that we preferred over others. Stugo posted something asking for recommendations with what we should do for the pranks throughout the week. No one ended up chiming in on the post and what the prank should be, so they came up with something on their own. As more and more kids started seeing the post, arguing started happening among all of us. People sending nasty comments, exposing each other, and constant fighting. One girl said, I don't know if I'll be able to participate tomorrow. I have a funeral to attend. And some football kid saying back, I don't think anyone cares with her at next to it. It got to the point where some were even calling each other out for being cheaters during a relationship and claiming other relationships were just fake, among with very, very nasty name calling. Something so fun turned into the class of 2019 turning against each other, making us not want anything to do with each other by the time of graduation. Our last story comes from someone who had never witnessed the power the internet has over politics, over beliefs, and over our actions. Despite seeing the spread of disinformation, rioting, and hate flourishing across Facebook and Twitter, our next speaker was personally ambushed by the powerful influence of internet news and social media. Growing up, I was told conflicting things about social media. I'm right on the end of the millennial generation, but I'm definitely not Gen Z, so that means I know how to use a VCR, but I also remember asking my parents if I could get a Facebook account in middle school. And I've also been told so many different things about the internet, so many different warnings, because the way people interact with social media has changed a lot since I was a kid. I remember being told that what is on the internet stays there forever, mostly related to posting pictures or personal information or maybe something mean. And I was also told that it's just the internet, it's not real. And I guess that both of these things can be true simultaneously, but I really took the second part to heart. It's not real, it's just the internet. So I had this one experience during the pandemic that really changed how I thought about what people post online, about whether it's real or not. So basically I'd been working at this coffee shop in my college town for most of the pandemic, and it was going okay. I mean, obviously, I was a nervous wreck going into work most days because, you know, it's a pandemic and I'm getting paid server wages and now I'm responsible for my job, the customers and their masks. So things had been going OK. This was probably three or four months into the pandemic and the state had recently let the stay at home order lapse and the city had put out a mask mandate. And I'd, of course, seen everything online about anti-maskers. Also tonight, new video of a fight aboard a Valley flight, an Allegiant passenger refusing to wear his mask, leading to this scuffle. And I would just spend like hours a day looking at what these people were posting, the misinformation and the arguments about what COVID is and isn't, and how the numbers were lies and the whole thing was a hoax. And then I'd read a bunch of information about the newest reports on COVID, the death and case statistics, and the stories from doctors and people who'd lost loved ones. I guess people call it doom scrolling. I'm not sure that's what I was doing, but I'd spend like most of my time outside of work on Twitter or whatever, since there wasn't a lot else going on and I hadn't really figured out how to live in a pandemic in a healthy way. So anyways, I, I'd read what these people had to say online all the time, like QAnon people, pandemic, regular old anti-maskers, 
And it freaked me out, but I also figured it was kind of just something people did online. There are online communities that facilitate it. It's just people talking, blowing off steam. And I knew people were protesting at the Capitol and things like that, but like I was still seeing all of that just online. So I was at work one morning, a few months in the pandemic, like I said, and it was right before we officially opened and this guy came in. And I mean, he was like a pretty big dude, not someone I'd seen before. And he had a mask in his hand, one of those masks that you use for like fumes, like spray painting or something. But of course it wasn't on his face, it was in his hand. So I told him politely about our policy that we require masks. He said, oh, seriously, and put on, like put it sort of weakly over his face. And we have signs on the door about that, of course. And I started to take his order, but I felt really tense. I'd seen videos online of customers who refused to wear masks. So I tell the guy how much it's gonna be, and he says something about how he can't wait until November 3rd. I didn't say anything, but I'd seen that online too. I'd seen that tweet before. You know, one that was just like replying to somebody else saying, just you wait until November 3rd. Like I said, this was at the beginning of the pandemic, and so we didn't really know about surface transfer with COVID, and so we weren't taking cash at the time. And so I tell the guy politely that we aren't actually taking cash right now. And of course, um, that was also on the sign on the door. And he like fully freaked out, like started yelling, obviously removes his hand, which was holding his mask against his face. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And again, it was all just stuff I'd seen online. He was saying that masks are useless, like wind in a fence, I think he said. And how ridiculous all of this was and how it was just a cold. I mean, I'm sure I read that stuff online the day before. It was like he had it memorized. Are you going to allow the government to tell you you have to wear a mask? No! And he left pretty much without incident besides yelling maskless. But I was obviously really shaken up. And that incident really changed the way I thought about social media and about what people say online. I mean, I really, really thought before that happened that a lot of that stuff was just things that people felt compelled to say on the internet. That they would never say it in real life. That's what my parents would say. You know, don't take it personally. People aren't the same on the internet. Things come off wrong on social media. But I was there with somebody potentially infecting me with a deadly disease, saying things straight from Twitter. I don't think I'll ever say that what people say on the internet isn't real, or it isn't how they actually feel. It's just not the truth. It all spills over. The things that happen there leak into real life all the time. If you think what happens on the internet lives alone there forever, you might just not be spending enough time online. When you want to spend more time online, find Social Media and Ourselves on Spotify and SoundCloud for more stories about modern media's effect on us. Social Media and Ourselves is sponsored in part by the Center for University Education Scholarship at the University of Arizona. I'm Gabe Stultz. Thanks for listening.